Did you know that the 4th of July is on a Thursday this year? That's going to be a full weekend of fun out on the deck, four days. But if your deck isn't what it used to be and you aren't using it for great family gatherings, you need to call my friends at All Weather Decks. All Weather Decks is a 24-time winner of the Angie Super Service Award. And they probably help one of your neighbors. Click on the map link at allweatherdecks.net. Call All Weather Decks today at 913-206-1974 or go to allweatherdecks.net and mention you heard it on 810. Call now and relax. Zone is presented by Guaranteed Foods, delivering all natural food to Midwestern families since 1958. Enjoy healthier food, more free time, free delivery, and better value. Go to GuaranteedFoods.com. Yes, indeed, it is Super Bowl number four for the Kansas City Chiefs. It is dynasty number one for your Kansas City Chiefs. Super Bowl number three for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Three in five years. Never doubted it for a second. Never wavered. Total confidence throughout the game. Thought the entire time this team was going to win by at least three. Now, whether that's true or not doesn't matter whether people believe throughout the entire game or if people got pessimistic or they got overly optimistic or they were just calm. Their heart rate was like Mahomes when he's on the field as opposed to Mahomes when he's on the sideline. Whatever it was, it does not matter because your Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champions yet again, three in five years, two of them against the 49ers and one of them against the Philadelphia Eagles, and they continue because as Mahomes said last night, they are just getting – they're still going. They got a young team. This ain't over. The dynasty ain't done. The dynasty is in the middle. It's already the greatest five-year stretch in the salary cap era in NFL history that the Chiefs have pulled off. Do they want to go for the best six-game stretch or six-season uh, stretch? Do they want to go for the best seven-season stretch? Do they want to go for the best eight-season stretch? Because they can if they want to. Because they are continuing to roll. And number 15 is only 27. He's 12 years older than his number. And the Chiefs are going to have another 12 years or so, knock on wood, or more with Patrick Mahomes. 28 years old. Regardless. Sources say 28. Sources say 28? Ah, screw the source. I need, a, I need another source. He plays like he's 27. He looked like a 20, 20, 28 is the new 27. That's what I've been saying. That's what they say. Uh, everybody knows this. Um, Tom Brady played till he was 45 years old. Patrick Mahomes doesn't look like he's ending anytime soon. He is already. We know it in Kansas City. But last night, seeing the rest of the world say, enough with any comparison of any living, currently playing quarterback, whether that be flag football three-year-old or third graders or junior highs or high school or college or NFL players, anybody currently playing football, not getting ready for a broadcasting career, there is no argument, there is no debate, shut up, 
If anybody tries to do it, just simply ignore them because they are banging their head against a wall trying to run this Olympic marathon of uh, pretzeling their mind and this uh, mental gymnastics to try to find any way that they could possibly make a case for their guy. Last night, Bengals fans, the only guy that can get past Mahomes is Tom Brady is Joe Burrow. Well, you know what? When you guys say three and one, you're talking about beating the Chiefs. When the Chiefs say three and one, that's the record in the Super Bowl under Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen and the Bills. The Bills dealt with Tom Brady for 20 years. He left, and all they replaced him with is the Grim Reaper, the guy that will tear their heart out in 13 seconds or 13 plays in overtime in the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter. Lamar Jackson, cool. He's got two regular season MVPs. He's got two playoff wins. Mahomes has three Super Bowls. He's got more Super Bowls than Lamar Jackson has playoff wins. Bring your tired, your poor, your meek, yearning to be compared to Patrick Mahomes, and we will say no vacancy. Peace out. It's over. It's done. The best, the greatest five-year stretch of any team in the salary cap history is your Kansas City Chiefs. The best player to put on an NFL uniform in the history of the game is your quarterback, number 15. Is he the most accomplished yet? No. You can argue GOAT, greatest of all time, what does greatest mean? But I'll tell you this, he's the greatest player I've ever seen play in the NFL. And last night, when the Chiefs were trailing by three at the end of regulation, when they had under two minutes to go and it was a do or die, they had to score in the Super Bowl, legacy games. My family, my, my brother, sister-in-law, my, my son, uh, nieces, nephews, wife, we're all there watching the game. And as he jogs out on the field, we all think the same thing. This is legacy. This is a legacy moment for Patrick Mahomes. Legacy moment. And you know what he did the rest of the game? He took the field on two possessions. Both possessions, his team trailing. Both times do or die. If they did not score on both of those possessions, we would be talking about how the Chiefs lost. Instead, all Patrick Mahomes did in a legacy moment, in a can-he-do-it trailing, and he needs a game-winning drive or a game-tying drive. Not only did he do it once, but he did it twice. And all he did was go 13 of 16 for 100 yards, a touchdown, a 114 quarterback rating, four rushes, 33 yards, three of those four rushes went for first downs. Both possessions, his team was trailing, and they had to score with the Super Bowl. It wasn't week seven. It wasn't the wild card round. It was the Super Bowl. Hundreds of millions of people, at least in my mind, are watching that game. And everybody is witnessing greatness in real time. They are witnessing history and historic level of play in real time. And if somebody doesn't appreciate it, that's their fault. That's their own issue. Because they'll look back and he will continue to be in 20 and 30 years from now. while While Joe Montana for a while and then Tom Brady. But in 20 and 30 years... 
number 15 for the Chiefs will continue to be the basis of comparison for who the best player we've ever seen. And these are the moments that people will talk about. And the next guy that comes along and they'll say, yeah, Caleb Williams is good. But remember against the 49ers, Mahomes hadn't played his best football in the second half, and he had the interception to come out and start the, uh, the, the third quarter. And, boy, that defense was awesome, even though we don't really care about how great defenses were with Tom Brady. The defense was awesome and kept him in the game just long enough. And you know what he did when he had to have it? He had a 114 quarterback rating. He went 13 of 16 for 100 yards and a touchdown. He ran the ball 33 times, including three first downs, including one that was a fourth and one. That's what he did when he had to have it. His leading receivers were McCole Hardman and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. His center couldn't snap the ball to him throughout the entire game. And still, his team wins. The Chiefs win. The defense was magnificent last night. It it, it looked. There, look, there was uh, there, there it was nip tuck at times. Okay, it was touch and go for a little bit throughout the uh, game, but in the end, Christian McCaffrey averaged three point six yards per carry in last night's game against that Chiefs defense that was going to get run all over. Three point six yards per carry is the lowest of Christian McCaffrey's career with Trent Williams at left tackle. With Trent Williams playing, Christian McCaffrey has never had that few of yards per carry. That was against the Chiefs defense that was going to get run all over. It must was, have been a great game for Charles Minahu, Derek Nottie, Brian Cook, clearly, some of those It was an amazing game for those guys. Oh, they man. were dynamite. Nottie was unbelievable. It wasn't Mike Pinnell on the uh, practice squad who stepped in and Practice play. squad starter Mike Pinnell. It wasn't Mike Dana, a good rotational player. It wasn't Leo Chanel. It wasn't FAU busting through and getting a tackle for loss. No, it was the studs that they paid off. Oh, wait, that's right. They did have injuries there. This is, honestly, when they beat the 49ers in Miami, my opening monologue, I was a blubbering fool because I couldn't believe that they won the Super Bowl in my life. And I didn't think I was going to get emotional, but it all hit me because like you doing the postgame show last night, I was up most of the night with uh, doing the postgame stuff there in Miami, and I had like two hours of sleep. So I was already emotional, right? Yeah. Just, I don't know what's going on. I got this imbalance here. I didn't sleep. Whatever it is, I'm on coffee and cocaine. I don't know what, what's going on here. Uh, so I was crying. And, and then, you know, winning last year was like, yeah, they did it. What a great game. What a great comeback. That is proof that the one wasn't a, a fluke, and they aren't going to look back and say Aaron Rodgers, that how did this group only get one Super Bowl? That's what last year meant. But for some reason, and and because of how I feel today, I do believe, looking back, when Travis Kelsey had said, I want this one more than any other one, I want this AFC Championship game more than I've ever wanted, I want this Super Bowl more than any others that I've ever wanted, I do believe him, because this one, for some reason, seems to be incredibly satisfying, and it's because of what happened this year. I doubted him at times, especially a couple of weeks after the Eagles game. Christmas Day was pretty rough, and my take after Christmas Day was, unfortunately, this is what an average playoff team looks like. Mm-hmm. But never, even when they go 2-3 and three in the month of December, which is the first Super Bowl champion to ever do that, even when they go 2-3 and three in the month of December, I will never, ever count this team out if 15 is healthy until January. Until they are dead. 
okay, until the zombie is killed, until the silver bullet, until whatever kills the beast, until that happens, I am done counting this team out. Because they simply have the best to ever do it. And Andy Reid, to me, it's about time he starts getting his flowers to be considered the best to ever do it. And when the Chiefs have the better defense, the head coach and the quarterback, yeah, that's why I'm picking the Chiefs to win. That's why I picked them. I thought they would win by 13 because of the Taylor Swift thing. Mm -hmm. I picked them to win uh, 27-14 to win by 13 points. I thought there would be some 13 that was a tie-in. Turns out there was. It was a 13-play drive in overtime to win the game. It's beautiful. So there was a Taylor Swift tie-in there in the game. But it was so incredibly satisfying last night's game because, Josh, I'm assuming you talked about we were we were driving back and we were doing a lot of different things at the house, shooting off fireworks, right? <laughs> um, but this game, didn't it feel like an entire microcosm of this year? Yes. That they got in the red zone, couldn't get it done that they turned the ball over, that the defense was out there time and time and time again, keeping the offense in it, saying, just get the ball back to 15. Okay, get the ball back to 15 again. Okay, let's go again. Let's get the ball back to If we can get the ball back to 15, just constantly, constantly out there, pushed against the brink, a play or two away from feeling like this thing is blown open. Yet never did they crack. Never did they break, and the Chiefs got the ball, and eventually getting it back to 15, they got it back to him enough because they got the job done. Justin Watson had a drop pass, and you're like, oh, my gosh. You had, you know, Travis Kelsey uh, on the sideline getting frustrated with uh, Andy Reid on the first possession for the or the second possession for the Chiefs when they go down and they get inside the red zone, get inside the 10-yard line, goal-to-go situation, and they turn it over. So you saw frustrations boiling over on the sideline. You saw a turnover. You saw drop passes. You saw the offense looking anemic and going three and out. You saw Mahomes throw an interception that was like, what is he doing? You saw Mahomes miss a couple of easy throws, and you're like, what's going on? You saw Mahomes leaving up a clean pocket early in the first half, and you're going, what is going on? And you saw the defense time and time and time and time again. But all season long, we thought that couldn't get it done. And and it did. And it did. And I just, I walk away from that game, Josh. And it is, maybe it's the second most satisfying of the three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe it's the most. I don't know. Because winning one was just so euphoric. And it's like, man, I can't believe my team is on the top of the mountain. But to think that my team just wrapped up the greatest five-year stretch in the salary cap era. The New England Patriots went to four Super Bowls in five years in one conference championship game. The Kansas City Chiefs have gone to four Super Bowls in five years in one conference championship game. They both won three Super Bowls. Here's the difference. The Chiefs have 77 wins. The Patriots had 74. And the Chiefs had a back-to-back. The, for the first time in, in two decades, the Chiefs completed a back-to-back in that five years while doing all of those things. It's the best five-year stretch. And it was amazing to see them on the mountaintop. It was amazing to get their second one to prove it. And this one feels so, so sweet because of the ups and downs of the entire season. It's a fantastic night. As much as it bothers me to admit it, kind of seems like the Chiefs' offense was just a tick off. 
most of the season. And I mean, even mo- mo- like most of the season, oh, most man. of the game. And first of all, how brilliant is it that we get to sit here on a Monday and talk about which of the Chiefs Super Bowl <laughs> wins of the last five years make us feel the most joy? That's stupid. Because the first one, you're right, the first one I, I just thought, oh, I, I'm not sure I would have ever seen this in my lifetime. I could have told my past self I'd never see this day, and it would not have been hard for me to believe. I would have bet my life I wouldn't see two of them in a five-year span. And going back-to-back and three and five is something I never even would have had the gall to think about, to dream up. And I think the the microcosm of this game reflecting on the entire year is is kind of perfect it's also sometime around you could take this with a grain of salt i suppose as i continue to think about where i what i'm about to say here somewhere around 3 a.m. last night this morning <laughs> i had a revelation at <laughs> 3 a.m. <laughs> most of my revelations come around 3 a.m. they're very rarely on the radio stone cold sober but I've always had a little bit of a hard time putting tangible value into intangibles because they are, by definition, intangible. And it's not like I need a number for everything. But when you talk about somebody being clutch, you see it. it you, you recognize it. But it's hard to understand what goes into that. Because if you could just be clutch, every good player would be a great player because they'd be great in the biggest moments. And when people say, oh, you know, the Chiefs just find a way to win. That's also that's also kind of nothing. They find a way to win. What do you so you mean they win a lot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes they find a way to win games they're not supposed to win. What does that mean? And I think I figured it out last night around three AM. Okay. <laughs> around six and a half hours ago. <laughs> when you have Tom Brady's the ultimate finds a way to win, never kind of touchdown Tom, right? It it became it, it became a cliche. But the reason he was the one to get that kind of reputation is because he just kept winning. And he just kept winning on teams that weren't as good as his opponents. Or he just kept winning with something miraculous happening in the fourth quarter. Or his defense making an an incredible stand to give him the football back. Well, Tom Brady didn't play defense. Patrick Mahomes doesn't play defense. So what does it mean they find a way to win in a team sport? And what it means is when it gets dark out, when it gets late, and you have one opportunity to execute and execute and execute and be perfect and perfect and perfect, do you hit that mark? And, man, like Brock Purdy played a good game last night. A lot of quarterbacks in the NFL have had good runs. But you have to be perfect when everything is the tightest is such an incredibly difficult threshold to hit that we don't know how to talk about it. That, to me... In the, in the shadow of a third Super Bowl. That, to me, is my new definition of clutch. It, it, isn't, it isn't just, sorry, this is a weird one, but it's the baseball player of my childhood who I associate clutch with. It's not just Derek Jeter in October getting better all of a sudden. It's that great players who are unflappable in big moments, when they execute what they're supposed to do, and it's nowhere is it more impressive than Brady and Mahomes in my sports-watching lifetime. The Chiefs have that guy of this era. We, we knew Patrick Mahomes was great. I don't know if we learned anything about Patrick Mahomes <laughs> last night. Other than he just keeps doing it. And sometimes, somewhere in there, you get enough reps of seeing it that you have to believe what your eyes are telling you. And what all of our eyes are telling us right now is that Patrick Mahomes might just be the, the most incredible human being to ever set foot on a football field. 
and sh- shockingly, incomprehensibly, I-, I saw one of the stats pop up on one of my screens last night. I know we, I guess we, sp- we talked about some of the records Mahomes could break within, with another Super Bowl win. But the one I didn't realize is that now he's third all-time in quarterback playoff wins. Fifteen. Behind Brady and Montana. We're not projecting there. It's not. It's not the thing I've been saying for years, which is if you don't believe, wait, just just wait. And this, he, he's going to rewrite these record books. But I didn't think he would do it before he turned thirty. We're at a point now where like a silly Troy Aikman stat from five years ago is no longer relevant. <laughs> it has been a, a, a Troy Aikman stat has lost its relevance in every way, shape, and form because he has just proven by at age twenty eight. I am better than this incredibly iconic Hall of Fame quarterback who was in many ways the quarterback of a generation. Mahomes is better than him and more accomplished than him. Getting Being more accomplished than everybody other than Brady and Montana before he turned 30, <laughs> that's something I didn't even expect after the first Super Bowl. Because, because... Because imagine, <laughs> because it's Brady in Montana. What do you mean it's Brady, Montana, 28-year-old year, Patrick Mahomes? But that's the reality of this team. It's what clutch means. It is execution late in games. It is the same motion turning into Super Bowl touchdowns for Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, and McCole Hardman. Hmm. That's a coach. That's a quarterback. That's an offense. That I guess really was just off a tick. It is unfreaking believable. He is three for three with fourth quarter comebacks in the Super Bowl. Is Patrick Mahomes uh, his three wins? Right. I said, I mean, get technically three for. Couldn't four. quite mount the comeback there with me playing so, offensive line. It's a rough one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, in his three wins, all three have had a fourth quarter comeback and an overtime comeback, which typically overtime comeback, a new thing you can say. Uh, we are hanging out at Rally House, <laughs> the uh, Oak Park location, Quivira in Lenexa, uh, Chiefs Kingdom. You stop by here. This uh, Your local rally house will be here till 2 o'clock, but whatever your local rally house is, you are getting geared up for the parade coming up on Wednesday Lovers out there, we will love ourselves some Chiefs on Valentine's Day as they will be going right down grand and having yet another parade. You know the route. You know where you're probably parking. You know where your typical parade seat (laughs) is for you and your family for now the fourth one in a decade to enjoy a parade for a championship team here in Kansas City. But Rally House is where you want to get geared up from the Super Bowl gear, Super Bowl 58 champions, back-to-back, ran it back, whatever you want to call it, rallyhouse.com, our location here in Lenex, off Quivira, Oak Park uh, area. It is uh, Rally House. We're here till 2 o'clock, but all of the different Rally Houses you can go to, they are getting shipments continually throughout the day of uh, Chiefs gear in. And, uh, and they'll continue to do that. Uh, this is where you're going to get geared up to rock that uh, red coming up on Wednesday and throughout the offseason and on to the next year, as Travis Kelsey said, as they go for three in a row. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We uh, think we'll hear from Andy Reid in Las Vegas as the Super Bowl champion coach talks on a Monday morning. This is now back-to-back years of Monday morning. We're hearing from Andy Reid. More zone next. <laughs>
All right, we continue right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. We'll hear from Andy Reid here shortly whenever he gets to the podium as uh, it is the uh, Super Bowl-winning press conference on a Monday morning. We're hanging out at Rally House, the uh, location in Lenexa, just off Quivira, uh, right by uh, Oak Park, our Rally House location today until 2 o'clock. But all of the 16 area Rally House locations that you can go to and get geared up for the Chiefs winning yet another Super Bowl, number four in their franchise history, number three in the last five years, capping off one of the most improbable, amazing, impressive, and uh, unbelievable, surreal five-year runs in uh, Kansas City history and a decade run when you throw in the uh, Royals winning the World Series and another parade, parade number four in the last decade for Kansas City coming up on wednesday but getting you geared up is rally house lenexa location but again 16 area locations that you can go to to get uh, geared up and uh, ready to go the kansas city chiefs with patrick mahomes at quarterback in the playoffs when trailing by 10 or more points they are five and one when trailing by 10 or more points in the playoffs since 2019 the rest of the nfl is six and 48 they are five and one. The rest of the NFL is six and forty-eight. The only loss was the Bucks, in which they trailed most of that game. And again, Josh and I were playing offensive line that day. We could have been better. That is on me. We could have been worse, though. I could have, I, I, could have done my one eleven. Uh, I, I I do believe we could have been worse that day too. We uh, can fling around Mahomes stats for the rest of we, time. We really could. I could sit here. We could honestly sit here for the next uh, three and a half hours and just say Mahomes. We probably should over yeah. and over again, and people would still tune in and go, "Greatest show like, I've ever heard, guys." Mahomes, you guys Mahomes, killed it. Mahomes, Field Yates, Mahomes, 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 Mahomes. Mahomes. The, the we, one... We'll be we'll be Groot. We'll yes. do the Mahomes. Mahomes. I think that we could do a, we could yeah, do four Mahomes. hours with that. Mahomes. I think people would di- would deal with Mahomes. it for at least one. Mahomes. Maybe we'll have a Mahomes. short segment at some point today. We just commit to that and see Mahomes. if we can carry on a full conversation. Mahomes. I think we have the range. Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes. Has, has as many Super Bowl wins as he has playoff losses. <laughs> like what are we doing? He's fifteen and three. In That's the nuts. Playoffs. He's fifteen and three, and has three Super Bowl championships. <laughs> His playoffs end with a Super Bowl as often as they end in a loss. What what are we doing? Last night in the game, Patrick Mahomes targeting McCole Hardman, MVS, and Justin Watson. You see the stat? No. Targeting McCole Hardman, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Justin Watson last night. Patrick Mahomes was 9 of 13, 131 yards and two touchdowns for a 141 quarterback rating. When targeting McCole Hardman, MVS, and Justin Watson. Why wouldn't he be? Brock Purdy, when targeting Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle, was 8 of 20 for 86 yards and a 53 quarterback rating. (laughs) I'm not saying, I'm just saying. I don't know if that's a Chiefs offense stat or a Chiefs defense stat. Yes. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. That is... That is a Spags and Mahomes stat. That's what that is. That's a Mahomes and Steve Spagnolo stat. MVS, McCole Hardman, and Justin Watson. Patrick Mahomes had 131 yards and two touchdowns and a 141 quarterback rating. Brock Purdy to Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle was 8 of 20 for 86 yards and a 53 quarterback rating last night. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely unfathomable. And by the way, as we get ready to hear from Andy Reid, how sweet was it in overtime on a fourth and one 
that the Kansas City Chiefs and my childhood, the Kansas City Chiefs ran a play-action boot (laughs) against a Shanahan. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. A fourth-and-one play-action boot the other way while Shanahan was on the other sideline. The 10-year-old to 20-year-old Jason was going crazy and putting double birds at the, at the uh, TV to, to anybody named Shanahan, whether that's Mike, Kyle, or a Jeff Shanahan. If your last name is Shanahan and you're in the Kansas City area, I apologize because the double birds were pointed at you too. It's, it was for you. You got you caught a straight happen. It was a total straight. Total straight. I apologize about that. Um, that is uh, that is my fault. Is Roger Goodell heading to the podium to introduce Andy Reid, or is Roger Goodell heading to the podium just to talk? Okay. Um, he here is uh, let's go ahead and take Roger let's Goodell. Let's, he wrote the script and it resulted in the Chiefs <laughs> winning. So let's hear one of the greatest script writers in uh, in, in Hollywood history, Roger Goodell. Uh, on all levels, uh, not just the football field, but off the field too. His uh, his leadership shows in everything he does. Um, also at the league level, where uh, I tend to rely on a great deal to get a perspective from a team standpoint. But there's. Uh, no one better coaching in football right now than Coach Reed. So, Coach Reed, come on up. All right. It's an honor to stand before you. Um, I bring the the team with me. Uh, we we, uh, we appreciate all the support from Las Vegas. This is a new experience for them, and uh, they, the hospitality was absolutely phenomenal. Um, the Raider organization for allowing us to practice in their facility uh, and being one of our rivals, but they did that with class. Their equipment guys and and field crew. Uh, we're just absolutely first class. And then um, for our organization and all the great work that they did at the beginning to set everything up for us uh, was unbelievable. The, the hotel that we stayed at, the, the people there were, were great. So uh, all in all, a good trip. Uh, all of those things uh, were positive, whether we won or lost. And then, <coughs> excuse me, uh, but we were able to pull one out. That game could have gone either way. I, I think we all know that. Um, Kyle and the 49ers, uh, John, all those guys are class act, and, they, um, and they've done a heck of a job there. So uh, we felt like it was the two best teams of football playing each other, strong in our own rights in certain spots, and it was a good clash um, and presented – the world really a, a heck of a football game, and they got an extra quarter of it, which is even a more beautiful thing. So, with that, if you have questions. Hey, good morning, Andy. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank a couple you. of things for you. First off, um, I think I understood you to say after the game last night you're coming back for another season. Is that right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, to hang with you. We are. Good reason, then. That's it. Why not um, ride off into the sunset at this point for you? 
You know, Adam, I, I honestly haven't even thought about it, but I get asked it. I mean, I'm still kind of in awe of the, the game and, and what went on there. So um, I really haven't thought why or what or anything else, but people keep asking me. And I, I keep saying, why did Belichick and Pete retire? You know, those guys, they ask those old guys a question. But I'm, I'm the old guy now, <clears throat> so I guess I'm going to be asked that. I really haven't gone there. I haven't really thought about it. Now, what is your, what is the your team's place in history at this yeah. point mean to you? Yeah. Well, listen, it's history. Um, how you write it is will be how you write it, and whether it's a dynasty, we, we don't we don't determine if it's a dynasty. You guys do. So, um, but I would tell you that it's as fine a group as I've been around. And I've been around, I've been very fortunate to have been around some great organizations and good teams. Um, and this, this group here and organization are tremendous. And if somebody said dynasty and tagged it onto it, I'd, I'd be very proud of that. Andy, uh, first time for the new overtime rules in, in a postseason game. Can you share with us what you would have done if you had won the toss? Yeah, so it, that, that can go either way. Um, so we would have um, kicked the ball off. The officials actually are on top of it right away. They're on it. Uh, there were still a couple seconds on the clock, and the, we have the extra officials on the sideline, and they were asking me what we would do, and I said uh, we would kick off. Major Patrick was on board with it. He, he was the one who had to go out and, and do that uh, with the officials. So... Um, and then Dave Tobe making sure that he was there. But that we had already gone through all of that. Uh, the advantage of having Mike Frazier is he, um, like I'm sure their guy did, did uh, does all these studies, and uh, we had it all mapped out. We were able to cover it with the, you know, with the with the guys, and so every, everybody knew. Now when it happened, uh, with that amount of time on the clock, I think we were all like, whoa, <laughs> you know. So I, I know. I know what McColl said there. Um, we just had this hard-fought fight, and all of a sudden, it's a walk-off. You know, it's that's it's a weird feeling that way. And Andy, uh, yes, for the good morning, uh, for the third consecutive Chiefs Super Bowl, you guys overcame a ten-point deficit. Uh, how does that compound and help build the belief? Yes, yeah, Sam. It's a, like that last climb to the observatory, Sam. Uh, you know, the last hundred yards, man. The guys never, never doubt. They see it. They know what they have to do, and they never doubt themselves. It helps that this guy over here uh, is on our team, and and he sets such a positive attitude for everybody. And between Patrick, Kelsey, uh, Chris Jones, I, I mean, I could name a bunch of them. They, uh, there's never, any, <clears throat> there's never any finger pointing. There's never any doubt. And we went at halftime down by seven, and the guys go, we're right there, you know. And, uh, and we just need to take care of business. We, we shot ourselves in the foot a little bit in the first half offensively, and, but the defense kept us going. That's kind of how the, the, the season was. It was a little bit of a microcosm of the season and how it's, how it's gone. But the guys, uh, they hung together, and special teams had a couple nice plays, big plays. And... Um, and then the offense got got moving, and the defense kept pounding them. It worked out okay. All right, we're going to go three more. We'll start right here. Andy, Jason Leisure with the Chicago Sun-Times. 
Uh, you, you mentioned Patrick Mahomes, the advantage of having him. How much margin does he give you in the sense that you don't need everything to be perfect for you guys to have a chance? Yeah, well, I tell everybody it's all perfect, exactly how we called it. <laughs> um, he, he, he makes it uh, he makes it look easy. I, I would tell you that. Um, and this is a, a fluid game with the best athletes in this sport in the world. And you narrowed it down to the top two <clears throat> teams in the, in the world. Um, and he's out there playing like he's playing in the backyard, like it's nothing. And the fourth down play was a naked uh, throw. <clears throat> and he said, um, I want that play. And if it's not there for the throw, I'm running it. And so uh, from a head coaching standpoint, a guy that works with offensive guys, um, all you can ask for. Yeah, Andy, I'm going to follow up on Blair's question. Um, could you, um, I, I guess, share a little bit of the analysis that led you to the choice of the fact that you were kicked off? And now that you've seen the overtime play out, the new rules, did that you know, change your thinking at all? And, and you know, if it comes up again? No. no. Uh, so there are a couple things in there that we, uh, we, we do. I, you know, I mentioned Mike Frazier, our analytics um, chief there, he he does all the work on it. And so, like I said, it can go either way, but the one thing it does, it gives you an opportunity to see what you've got to do. And uh, they came down and scored three points. You know, you've either got to score three or you get got to get a touchdown. The one thing that people didn't realize is that clock keeps going. So we were down low there. Uh, but you're fixing to start a new quarter. So the game wasn't over in a tie. That's, that wasn't happening, not in the playoffs. And, and so we would, we would keep playing. And um, that's a, um, it's a unique rule that doesn't get used very often. Uh, but I think it was great for the National Football League. It was great for the viewers of the National Football League. Um, I mean, they got an extra quarter of football. And, and people love this thing. It's a, it's a great sport, and people love watching it, so, uh, especially with the competition level so high. Last question right here. Congratulations, Andy. Thank you. You've done something that a number of teams have done before, winning two in a row. The Packers did it early on, the, the Patriots most recently. You're being called a dynasty. What does it mean to you to maybe try to do something no team has ever done and win three in a row? Yeah, that would be that'd be something. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just asked that to our to, to this guy right here, <laughs> Ted. Um, I said, has anybody won it three times? And uh, he goes, no. I said, all right. I mean, yeah. um, you know, we'll see. I mean, we've got we've got great competition in our in the AFC West. Um, we just had some hirings, coaching hirings, and these guys are good football coaches. We're good quarterbacks, good teams, and so it's not going to just be easy. That's not how this thing rolls. Um, we'll have changeover on our team, which every team has, so you don't know what's there. There's a there's a whole lot of unexpected, and you know we'll just you, you got to keep battling through it, have a good off season, and then uh, you know good training camp, and and then. The, that ball's shaped kind of funny, so it's got to bounce for you in the right direction. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I don't think a lot about that, but that would, uh, I think that would be pretty neat, you know, neat thing to do. But you don't really go there when you're in this thing. You, you go uh, back to your dark room and the film and uh, the draft coming up and the combine, all those things. That's kind of where you go. Um, and you're not talking three-peat. You're, um, well, I mean, some guys do, but, I, you know, it'd be great. All right, thank you. <laughs> All right, there's, uh, there's Andy Reid there in Vegas as uh, they win the Super Bowl. And uh, today the Super Bowl winning press conference will hear from, I believe Patrick Mahomes will be at the podium here uh, very soon. The Super Bowl MVP, Roger Goodell, is heading back up to the podium, I believe, to then introduce uh, Patrick Mahomes. And uh, here's Patrick Mahomes. Four Super Bowl appearances, three Super Bowl victories, and three MVPs. Uh, that's an incredible performance, uh, incredible leader, and uh, makes the future bright for, for all, everyone in the National Football League. So uh, with no further ado, Patrick Mahomes, MVP. Patrick, when you and some of the other guys, Travis, Chris, showed up yesterday, you were all wearing black. Was that an acknowledgement of kind of accepting the villain role, and was that something that you individually decided or collectively decided? Uh, I wish we would have decided that together. Um, I think it just kind of happened that way. Um, we, um, we're we in Vegas, you know. You got to get you have to on your best attire. Um, and uh, having those blacks, and I wish I'd have been up there with Trav because Trav, I feel like, took took it all all the way over the top. But uh, it, it was cool to see that we kind of had that unity uh, coming in. Go ahead, Adam. All right. Hey, Patrick, uh, congratulations on last night. Um, what you talked a little bit about after the game about um, getting ready for next year and trying to do it again. What, what would three straight mean to you? And I'll I'll have another question, Ted. Yeah, no, it's um it's legendary. I mean, just um to be able to, no one's ever done it. And uh, we knew it's legendary to win back-to-back. I think eight other teams had done it. Um, we had heard it all week. We had talked to the guys about it, and we felt like we had the, the best opportunity that we had ever had to, to go out there and do that. And I'd fell short the year before. And so, I mean, all you can do is come back next year with a fresh mindset, knowing it's going to be even harder. Um, and uh, we got to continue to play our best football. Uh, we'll celebrate these next few weeks, and then we'll get right back at it. What does your team's place in history mean to you? Yeah, it means a ton. Um, not only for me, but I think just I know how hard these guys work. I know how hard these guys get after it. Um, I know how hard the coaches work. I believe we're the hardest working team in the NFL. Um, and for us, for that, all that hard work to pay off, that's something that we always preach is we believe we work 
for those moments, for those end-of-game moments, and, and we prepare ourselves for those. And um, to be able to, um, to have our stamp on this in, great NFL history um, is something that I, I'll never take uh, for granted, and hopefully we can continue to, to let that thing go. Morning, Patrick. Congratulations Thank you. on the big win. So your playing style is often described as innovative and unpredictable. So if you had to compare it to an approach, a non-football activity, what would that be and why? Um, man, that's a great question. Um, I, I would say something like a like a top tier lawyer. I think that'd be that'd be the third first thing that comes to my head. Someone that has to think on his feet, um, execute at the right time, um, and deal with high pressure situations. Good morning. Congratulations to you on another amazing performance during the Super Bowl. A question for you is take us to that halftime. You guys walk into the locker room, you're down 10-3. What's the overall message that you had to the team as, as well as Coach Reed uh, during, that, during that moment? Yeah, I think, it was, I think it was really cool. I mean, honestly, it was just be us. Um, nothing more, nothing less. Um, offensively, we knew we weren't playing our best football, but we felt like we weren't executing at a high level. Obviously, the 49ers have a great defense, and you don't execute, they're going to make stops. And um, We felt like everybody was playing hard. We just got to pick up our execu execution and continue to get better. And um, defense had kept us in the game. And so for us, we just said, be us. Let's be us out there. If we're going to go down, let's have fun. Let's enjoy it um, and give everything we have, and we'll, we'll live with the results after. Patrick, center aisle. How have you embraced the second phase of your career where you're off the rookie contract and it's going to be harder to get the pieces in place around you and you're not the upstart anymore? Now everybody's coming, been coming for you. Um, I, honestly, I think it, it's a, a tribute to the, the Coach Reed and Brett Veach and, and continue to bring great players in. I mean, if you look at our defense and how young they are, they, they, they're drafting great. They're finding these guys that they can bring in to play and, and develop, and our coaching staff is developing players. I mean, I always think to our DBs, I mean, we got like five or six guys that are in year one, year two, and then you have Snead. I mean, guys that continue to get better and better. Um, and all you can do is just go to work every single day and, and try to bring guys along. I thought Rasheed Rice did a great job this year, just continue to get better and better. And that's what great football teams need is um, guys that just keep, keep coming into the culture that we have built here and, and, and continue to get better every single week. And um, I'll try to keep as much flexibility as I possibly can as far as the cap and stuff like that. But uh, uh, it's a credit to all the guy, people I have around me. Hey, Patrick, congratulations. What uh, tangible lessons do you think you might have learned from this season, what was a, a challenging season, a challenging postseason as you go into next year and try to do something that, that nobody's ever done and win that third in a row? Um, I mean, I think always the challenge whenever you win, um, and what I've learned is how can you get better? How can you continue to get better? That's what it takes. In this league, everybody gets better every single year. Um, and so whenever you win a championship, you, you celebrate, and you're like, let's just go do it again. And I think that was something that I learned from the, the first one that we lost when we tried to get the back-to-back -back is um, everybody was like, we're just going to run it back and do it again. This is what we're going to do. And um, I feel like we fell short that way. And so for now it's let's get better. Let's find a way, whatever that small thing is, to get better at uh, every single person individually um, and then as a team. Um, and let's just come, come with our best football and our best effort. And um, hopefully that, that's coming back and we're able to be, I think it's in New Orleans and, and on this podium again. Patrick, congratulations. Two quick questions. We saw you hit the ground last night after the game, after that touchdown happened. You just were on the ground with your, head, with your hands on your head. What were the emotions you were feeling in that moment? Was it just relief? What were you feeling? And last night on the podium, you said Kansas City should never be an underdog. Chiefs should never be an underdog. 
right now already, day after the Super Bowl, they are not the favorites for next year. What are you telling people to bet on for the Chiefs for next year? Um, well, uh, that first part, I think it was just all the emotions. I mean, um, to win a football game like that and obviously to win the Super Bowl like that, it's something you dream of as a little kid. Um, and so I, celebra- I was celebrating with my team. And I started running. And I didn't know where I was going. Uh, and finally just fell down. Uh, hopefully someone found my helmet. Um, but it, it, was, uh, it was a lot of emotions and just um, – Gratitude, man. So thankful just to be able to be in that moment and enjoy that with my teammates. And then as far as the underdog thing, man, I mean, it just gives you a little added motivation going into the offseason. So, uh, um, like I said, I never, I never feel like we're underdogs. I believe we can win any game that we play in. Um, but we have to continue to prove that every single year. Patrick, Dave Stevens with the Disability Channel. Uh, most valuable bungler and MVP in one year. It's got to be great. But uh, you guys had some burps during the season, and I'm wondering if that's when you really had to become a leader in this team and what you did during those ups and downs to bring this team back together to have the success last night. Yeah, I, mean, I, I want to take the credit, but honestly, it was it was everybody. Um, it was – I was – I knew it was going to turn around by the way the guys worked. I mean, whenever stuff got tough, especially in that, like, receiving room and and offensive line or, or, or with me, everybody came to work that next day and we're, let's get that extra work in. Let's do those extra things. Um, and, and when you see that, you know it's going to turn around. And our defense kept us in it all year long. And I knew our offense was going to turn because of how hard guys were working every single day. And um, when, you, when you work that hard, usually good things happen. And so it just ha- happened to happen right at the perfect time. And we got that momentum going into the playoffs and obviously got to win the Super Bowl. Mike Brodsky, Florida National News. Patrick, uh, there, were, there were a lot of uh, Hall of Famers, MVPs, football royalty coming through Vegas this past week. Were there any words of wisdom that any of them shared that stand out in your mind as being most memorable or helpful? Yeah, I think um, I always take so much from when Mike Vick talks to us. Man. I mean, he, I, I, I built a great relationship with, with him whenever he came in. It was kind of that assistant spot in training camp and in the QB room every single day. And I remember the first thing he told me, it was like, hey, you're going to be special, but look at that big man right there. He, he's going to take you to another level. And I remember coming from him and someone that I'd watched my entire life. I was like, man, I mean, if he's saying it, I know, I know he's saying the right things. And so I took that and ran with it. And um, going into this week, I think he said, "Be champions, man." He said, "Go out there, show everybody who you, who y'all are." Um, and um, I always take so much from what he says, man. And he's like the coolest dude in the world, man. So it's, it's always great when he's able to talk to the team. All right, thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right, there is the Super Bowl MVP, three-time Super Bowl MVP, Patrick Mahomes. Monday after the Super Bowl, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes talking for the second time in two years. The Monday after a Super Bowl, winning Super Bowl 58, third time in five years, and back-to-back champions. And, boy, uh, two different or three different questions to Andy Reid and three different questions to Patrick Mahomes about three-peat. I mean, already. Already going for three. And you know what? Travis Kelsey talked about it last night. The Chiefs talked about it. They're not afraid to uh, approach or to look at it. They talked about all year in the postseason about winning back-to-back. They talked about the last two weeks about what it would mean to win back-to-back. They have no fear of putting it out there and feeling like they're burning bread. They're putting it out there because they know what it means to them and what it would mean in, in history. And and as Patrick Mahomes said a couple of times last night, and then the first three straight question or three straight uh, Super Bowls question here, second question of the uh, press conference, that he said it'd be legendary. Nobody's ever done it. Only eight teams have ever gone back-to-back. Now one of them. The three straights never happened. Legendary. Yeah, he is. He is legendary. He'll continue to be with the Kansas City Chiefs. And, yes, this offseason will be about can they go for three straight.